Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hey, this is Karen from KarenDwyer.com based in Dublin, Ireland. We look after people with chronic illness and we transform their physical, mental and emotional health. And look, just to say, it you know, you mentioning there about not being able to walk for a while, it each to their own, you know, like there's no sever- severity and, you know, or competition in, oh God, I was worse or, or even, you know, one thing that I, I hear clients come to me and I can hear like there's this almost self-blame going on, like I shouldn't have done this and I knew that I shouldn't. Like the biggest thing for me and the starting point was me forgiving myself and actually putting the bag of rocks down that I had been carrying on my goddamn back for so long. You know, oh, my God, you shouldn't have done this. Oh, my God, if you had done this, then this wouldn't have happened. It was, I won't curse. It was so constant and so goddamn heavy that when I forgave myself, it was like putting the bag of rocks down and actually using them to step on to propel myself forward. So let me answer the first question first. So I didn't actually set up this company on purpose, is what I might say. So when the I, company found you. Really? Though, this is did. your purpose in the in the world. You are going to create this company whether you want to or not. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So when I got this news from my neurologist, I was like, oh my God, amazing. You know, because my, my ex and I moved into my mom's house a, a, a while before we broke up to save, to buy a home. And so when he walked out that on Christmas Day, I was then back in my mom's house with two kids on benefits, feeling like a rock star, (laughs) you know. So when I got this news, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going back to get a job. I'm going to buy myself a car. I'm going to move out. And that's what I did. I got a job managing a finance company, which I had no business doing, might I tell you. (laughs) And after a few months of being there, I hated it. And I found myself just helping the people individually with stuff in their personal life and their health, because that's just what I was always drawn to doing. And I ended up going back and studying to be a coach. And I ended up publishing a gratitude journal in that time. I got up some money, I funded it myself. And I put, I, I think I printed like a few thousand copies and I sold out of them all. And actually, my sister was only saying to me yesterday, you've got to print more because I've sold out a few times over. So I think I will do that. Anyway, People then started. I will buy your next gratitude. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But I started getting uh, phone calls from the media saying, oh, you know, can we do a feature on you? Which was cool, you know. And so I've been in the media a bit. And then people started contacting me. Oh, I heard you've cured yourself of MS. I'm like, no, I didn't cure myself. I never used that word, but I'll tell you what I did in the hope that it might help you. So then I'd end up spending you know, two, three hours on the phone 
to maybe two or three people a day. And, you know, part of my job was driving around. So I'd end up being on the phone and then I'd get home and somebody else would call and I'd be cooking dinner and shooing the kids away from me because my heart would be breaking on the phone to another young mom who's just been diagnosed or, you know, someone's wife and he's worried about her. And then I'd wake up in the middle of the night and be like, shit, I forgot to tell them about this. Or and then I'd be going back through my phone trying to figure out who it was that I spoke to. And was it that person or did I tell them that? So that, okay, I've I've got to do something here. So I started running classes on Zoom before Zoom was a thing, might I add. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then it turned into more and more people. And then I was like, okay, I better start writing this down because I was just sharing it on the fly. Hey, this is Anna Gandrabura. I'm the founder of Tagville. Tagville is a virtual world where you can learn languages and improve your social skills. We are based in Miami. That's a good question. And I wish more founders start leveraging their personal brand because it really helps when you're building a company, when you've built a company and you're just, you know, uh, out there expanding and so on. I started being like active first on my Instagram, uh, probably it was three years ago. And I just started like offering free things. That's how you start. Like I offered, um, you know, free courses or free challenges, you know, for language learners. And then uh, um, it really took off within like a few months, I had like over a thousand, fo- over, over 10,000 followers. And then it, it just like started growing there. Uh, now I'm, I'm at 45, which is uh, not a huge amount of, uh, which is n- not a huge number here, but it also works. And then, you know, uh, you just like share what your everyday things, what you live, but like, you have to be meaningful. Like, like I said, my blog, and my influence work is around education. So, for example, last year, I um, got into the metaverse space. So I started talking about the metaverse. Of course, people don't know anything about the metaverse. So this is my job to educate them, right? right. The same on LinkedIn. Like I share on LinkedIn my, my journey. For example, I took a program in Accelerate. I took an Accelerator program, right? So I had a pitch day. Like I talk about this and that. And people see it. So they see that I'm being active. So with the social media thing, you just really have to share your life, right? And I'm not talking about personal life. I never talk about my personal life, for example, but I talk about the life that is relevant to my mission. So first of all, you have to identify your mission technically, right? What is your mission? My mission is to make people's life better through education. And it can be ESL education, it's uh, soft skill education. It's like, you know, it, it can be anything. It can be something else later on, you know, because I'm also growing as a professional, as a human being. But Sometimes if you people do feel like they're screaming out into the void and no one's listening. But I think it's important yeah. to really not worry what your follower count is. But like Anna's saying, just stay true to sharing your purpose and your mission. So when the right people are checking you out, you make it easy for them to understand why to talk to you, what to talk to you about and how to connect with you. It's the journey that you have to accept that people are not responsive because, you know, audience is different. People um, are shy, for example. But even if you have like 50 people watching your stories or videos, just imagine, okay, so here's a trick for someone who is new to this thing. Okay, so you think that 50 people is not enough, but now imagine in real life, offline, you are in front of 50 people. Is that a lot? 
Of course, it's like of 50 course. people in the room. Yeah, 100%. 50 people in the room. So if, for example, you know, when you when you think, okay, a thousand people are watching me, a thousand people is a lot. Just imagine, again, imagine a physical room with a thousand of people, thousand people, like these thousand people, of course, that's a lot. So the same was like 50, 60, 100. So you start with that and then you grow. But like I said, the most important thing is your passion. If you're passionate about something, you're going to keep doing it. And this is great. Hey, everyone. This is Natalie Kogan, the founder and CEO of Happier Inc., which is a company dedicated to helping you struggle less and thrive more by practicing science-backed emotional fitness skills based outside of Boston. What a powerful testament to what you do and the culture you've built and the 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 openness. And I just want to say something investors about investors. So I write about this in my first book, Happier Now, where the person who, you know, when I was burning out, you and I were chatting about this before, when I was burning out, it was obvious to everyone I was not okay, but I was just pretending that everything was amazing. Like if you Google photos of me from 10 years ago, you'll get what I call the stock image of a confident leader, you know, like <laughs> the fake smile, the crossed arms, the power yeah. pose, you know, and I was bullshitting myself thinking that I could just pretend. I also thought that's what people expected. But, um, that, you know, so a lot of people started asking me if I was okay, you know, if they could help. But the person who was one of the most instrumental people in my getting help was one of my investors. And I do want to call him out by name, Mike Hirschland. He runs a fund called Resolute Ventures. Um, he's incredible. He's a really successful early stage fund. But he, um, you know, we were friends um, and he'd gone through something difficult. So there was a little bit of that openness in me, I think. But I, I didn't say anything to him. I didn't let on, but obviously he could tell. And I recount this incident in the book where we, you know, had one of our like little coffee meetings and we were sitting outside. It was October. And, you know, I was going on and on and on. Everything was collapsing, but I, including the business, but I wasn't going to acknowledge any of it, right? Shame. And he just stopped me and he said, I need you to stop talking. And I was like, what? And he's like, you are not okay and I need you to get help. And until you do that, I am not gonna talk to you about the business. And to me, this just sounded like blah, 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 whatever. Um, but he was really insistent. And you know, he had this position of power because he wasn't just a friend, he was an investor. And he gave me this name of this woman, I'll use her first name, Janet, who became my spiritual teacher for three years after, but at the time, thank God she never used the word spiritual because I wasn't open to that because that's just for sissies and stupid people. That's like, yeah, total <laughs> woo-woo. You know, I was, you know, smart at a really high IQ, all that bullshit. So he gave me her card and he said, you have to go see her before I talk to you again. And I, I walked away. I was like, this is ridiculous. And for a couple of weeks after I tried to like, you know, I would ping him and I told myself the story of like, wow, he's being ridiculous. You know, all the self like... And eventually I had to break down and go see this woman and it kind of began my journey to realize I was really broken and putting my life on hold, telling my investors I had to like, we had to let go of the team, I had to stop, all that kind of stuff. But I do want to, you know, I, I do want to give Mike the shout out and uh, because there are these incredible investors who um, are open and who have these relationships and I'm forever grateful to him. So I do want to give a shout out. There are investors who are like that. And if you want one, go to my personal Resolute Ventures and tell them I sent you.
The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.